For the 19th of January of 2024, this is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup, reading the news so you don't have to. And in no particular order, President Biden recently signed a bipartisan stopgap funding bill, which was passed with considerable majorities in both the Senate and the House. And this bill is designed to prevent a partial government shutdown by maintaining current funding levels for various agencies until early March. However, however, the bill does not include provisions for additional aid to Ukraine, leaving this matter still subject to ongoing negotiations. A lawmaker from North Dakota who was apprehended last month for driving under the influence faced legal consequences after using vulgar, homophobic, and anti-migrant language towards police during the arrest. His massive punishment for doing all that was a year of unsupervised probation and to pay $1,000. Somehow, just an inkling, uh, if we did that, I don't think we're going to get that. Not even in North Dakota. Ben & Jerry's, the renowned ice cream manufacturer, has successfully negotiated its first contract agreement with employees at its retail store in Burlington, Vermont. This development comes after the workers at the store initiated a move to unionize last year, marking a significant step in labor relations for the company. Kaylin Gillis tragically lost her life when she and her friends en route to a party mistakenly entered the wrong driveway near the Vermont border. In the darkness, they approached a house with no lights on and attempted to leave when the house lights suddenly turned on, followed by gunfire. And despite their efforts to seek assistance, emergency services were unable to save Gillis. This incident has led to the ongoing trial of Kevin Monahan, the homeowner who faces charges of second-degree murder, reckless endangerment, and tampering with physical evidence as her boyfriend took the stand to testify in the trial. Ford has announced a reduction in the production of its F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck at the Rogue Electric Vehicle Center in Michigan, citing slower-than-anticipated sales growth of electric vehicles. Hmm, expensive vehicles. Nobody has money to pay for it. I wonder why it's slow. And this decision is going to affect around 1,400 employees. However, in a move to balance its production strategy, Ford is ramping up manufacturing of its Bronco SUV and Ranger pickup, leading to the addition of 900 jobs at the Michigan Assembly Plant. In a dramatic rescue on a frozen Michigan lake, a man who fell through the ice was saved thanks to the quick thinking of a state police officer and the man's dog, Ruby. Michigan State Police Motor Carrier Officer Cameron Bennett, whose body camera captured the event and probably is going to be on YouTube soon, ingeniously used Ruby to deliver rescue equipment and help pull the man to safety. The man was subsequently hospitalized for treatment and has since been released. The state police have commended Ruby for her crucial role in the successful rescue. The New York City Office of the Chief Medical Examiner recently identified John Ballantine Nivian, I hope I pronounced that right, as the 1,650th victim of the September 11th terror attacks in the World Trade Center. Despite the challenges posed by the scarcity of complete bodies recovered, leaving about 40% of the victims unidentified, continuous advancements in DNA testing technology has been instrumental in identifying previously unidentified remains. This progress in the forensic science offers some comfort and closure to the families of the victims, even after so many years since the tragic event. A federal appeals court in Pennsylvania recently ruled that individuals aged 18 to 20 cannot be arrested for openly carrying guns in public during a state of emergency, affirming that they possess the same Second Amendment rights as other citizens. This decision effectively revived a lawsuit challenging Pennsylvania's ban on young adults openly carrying firearms, overturning a previous dismissal by a district judge. 
However, the ruling faces opposition from the gun control group Every Town for Gun Safety, which cites research indicating higher rates of gun homicides committed by individuals in the 18 to 20 age group and argues for the reversal of the ruling. The UK Army and Royal Navy are exploring the incorporation of laser technology into their air defense arsenal, signifying a significant shift in military capabilities. The Dragonfire Laser System, awesome name, which boasts the precision of striking a coin from a distance of one kilometer, has demonstrated its effectiveness against aerial targets in recent trials conducted in northwest Scotland. The adoption of laser weapons could offer numerous advantages, including a reduction in the dependence on costly traditional ammunition, a decrease in collateral damage risks, and enhanced accuracy, particularly in counting drone threats. Montana Attorney General Austin Cudson? Nudson? K-N-U-D-S-E-N, I have no idea, has vetoed a ballot proposal aimed at establishing a constitutional right to abortion, deeming it legally insufficient and faulting it for agglementing multiple political decisions. This move could potentially prevent voters from having a say on the proposed constitutional initiative that would enshrine abortion rights in the Montana Constitution. This is not the first time the Attorney General has obstructed a ballot initiative. He previously rejected another proposal citing issues with the inclusion of unrelated subjects in a single proposal. Actor and producer Alec Baldwin is again facing charges of involuntary manslaughter in the connection of the fatal shooting with cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the film Rust in October 2021. Initially, manslaughter charges against Baldwin were dismissed in April 2023, but they have since been reinstated following a new analysis of the gun involved in the incident. Meanwhile, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the weapons supervisor on the movie set, has entered a not guilty plea to charges of involuntary manslaughter and evidence tampering related to the same case. The Utah House of Representatives has passed two contentious bills addressing diversity, equity, inclusion, and transgender restroom access. House Bill 257 specifically mandates that individuals can only use gender-specific bathrooms corresponding to their biological sex unless they have completed gender-related surgery and legally changed their birth certificate. This legislative move has raised concerns among LGBTQ rights advocates, particularly Equality Utah, who argue that the bill could lead to legal challenges and adversely affect transgender individuals' ability to use public restrooms in accordance with their gender identity. Russia's escalation of aggressive rhetoric towards neighboring countries, particularly the Baltic states and Poland, has alarmed European defense officials, raising concerns about the potential for a significant conflict. <laughs> okay, uh, well... Uh, well, they can do all the talk they want, but we have seen in the hands of anybody, American-made and Western allies or NATO-made, well, it's usually most American stuff. When it goes up against Russian stuff, it's pretty much, it's a, it's a done deal. So they can talk all they want. It would be uh, hilarious for them to even try that. That's my opinion, though. But after seeing the evidence in Ukraine... I don't want them to, but I'm not that worried. Japan's smart lander for investigating moon, acronym SLIM, has accomplished a significant milestone by achieving a soft landing on the lunar surface, positioning Japan as the fifth country in history to reach the moon. While the exact precision of SLIM's landing is still under evaluation, a successful landing would notably enhance Japan's stature in the international space technology competition and restore confidence in its space capabilities, especially following past setbacks. 
The primary objective of the SLIM mission is to evaluate innovative landing technologies and collect lunar data. This includes the use of a specialized camera to analyze moon minerals, aiming to uncover insights in the moon's origin. USF-18 fighter jets operating from the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower aircraft carrier have conducted airstrikes on Iranian-backed Houthi rebel sites in Yemen for the sixth time. These strikes specifically targeted anti-ship missile launchers in an effort to curb the Houthi rebels' capabilities. And despite these military actions, Houthi attacks on maritime vessels in the strategically crucial waters of the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden persist. Louisiana's legislature has responded to a court mandate by approving a new congressional map, which notably includes an increase in the number of majority black districts. As a result of this redistricting, Louisiana now features a second majority black district, marking a significant victory for both the Democratic Party and civil rights organizations. This adjustment in the congressional map could potentially grant the Democratic Party an additional seat in Congress, reflecting a shift in the state's political landscape. Florida police have absolved the former chair of the Florida Republican Party of rape allegations following a review of a cell phone video which suggested the encounter was likely consensual. Consequently, he cannot be charged with rape. However, they recommend charging him with video voyeurism as the woman involved in the incident was unaware that she was being recorded. Prosecutors are now set to evaluate both the evidence and the police recommendation as part of their comprehensive review of the decision not to charge him with rape or sexual assault. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has vetoed a proposed law that will compel police officers to publicly disclose details of all investigative stops encompassing even minor interactions with civilians. This decision has sparked a response from local advocacy groups who are pressing the city council to overturn the mayor's veto. They argue that Adams' actions demonstrates a lack of consideration for the safety and rights of communities of color, which are disproportionately impacted by police stops. In defense of his veto, Mayor Adams contends that the increased reporting obligations would overburden police officers with administrative tasks and could potentially compromise public safety. Or, I don't know, just turn in each video. That's it. Just, hey, here's the video that was on here. Have somebody else document what was going on. Maybe. Just an idea. The U.S. government is implementing a tax credit initiative aimed at individuals and businesses in low-income and rural areas to promote the acquisition of electronic vehicle chargers. In support of this initiative, the Department of Energy and the Department of Transportation are allocating $46.5 million toward 30 different EV charging projects across rural, urban, and tribal regions. Concurrently, the government is investing in research and development efforts to enhance the range of electric vehicles, reduce battery costs, and innovate new charging systems, thereby accelerating the transition to sustainable transportation. The legal battle concerning the freezing of $8 million in personal assets of a former top Ohio utility regulator. What? How does that utility regulator have $8 million in personal assets? What a job. Uh, but they were embroiled in a federal bribery investigation. Ah, there it is. Continues to see shifts in its course. This ongoing dispute has seen multiple turns reflecting the complexity and high stakes involved in the case tied to the regulator's alleged involvement in corrupt activities. In Portland, during a perilous ice storm, 18-year-old Maija Washington, I hope I pronounced their name right, heroically saved a nine-month-old baby after witnessing a tragic incident where three people were electrocuted by downed power lines. The baby was swiftly taken to the hospital for safety, and the storm, which had led to the deaths of at least 10 people, triggered various emergencies including falling trees, hypothermia, and even a church fire. In response to the crisis, the governor has declared a statewide emergency 
Within this context, Multoma County, I think that's right, reported four suspected hypothermia deaths in Washington counties investigating another. Meanwhile, the weather forecast indicates a continued risk with more freezing rain expected in the Portland area. And finally, Major General Philip A. Stewart, formerly in command of the 19th Air Force at Joint Base San Antonio, Texas. What? The 19th Air Force at Joint Base San Antonio, Texas. That is a terrible name. It doesn't roll off the tongue well. And embroiled in a federal bribery investigation is seeking to retire rather than face a court-martial. This follows his relief from command last year amid charges of sexual assault and other crimes. His attorney has formally requested retirement in lieu of court-martial. The decision on this request lies with Air Force Secretary Frank Kendall, who will oversee the determination of Stewart's retirement grade. This case is notable as only the second instance in U.S. Air Force history where a general officer had been formally charged with a sexual crime. The trial, initially set for June 17th, follows Stewart's October Article 32 hearing, which resulted in a recommendation to drop the sexual assault charges and handle other charges administratively, a recommendation not followed by Lieutenant General Brian Robinson, head of Air Education and Training Command. The charges against Stewart include dereliction of duty, sexual assault, conduct unbecoming an officer, and extramarital sexual conduct with the alleged incidents occurring at or near Altus Air Force Base in Oklahoma and near Denver, Colorado. His case follows that of Major General William Cooley, the first ever Air Force general tried and convicted for sexual crimes in a court-martial. So at least there's precedent for it. And for the 19th of January, this has been the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup. I hope y'all have a great weekend. Try to stay warm.